sometimes tennis better. Welcome to Beside Ourselves Podcast, where we are here to talk about Ice Nine Kills' new album. Welcome to Horrorwood, the uh, what is it? The the Silver Scream Two, the sequel to their last album, The Silver Scream. Welcome, indeed. Yes. So I'm very excited. Josh is probably not as excited because any listener that's listened to more than a few shows knows I'm a huge, 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 huge horror fan. And I'm also very into the gimmick of Ice Nine Kills, and I'm a huge fan of Ice Nine Kills. Are you drinking bourbon right now? I am not. I'm not doing a bourbon and blood. I'm doing a B-Side Ourselves podcast. I Ah. think it's crossed the streams. I don't know. No, I didn't. I'm just drinking water in a mason jar. I did when I was telling Tab that we were doing this and like what the band was like. She's like, that sounds like that should be an episode of Bourbon and Blood. And I was like, <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, a release. It yeah, it's a it's a um, it's music, too. So, uh, so did we say what episode this is? Episode 44. So 44. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, shit. Barack Obama was the 44th president. So ah, I saw you yeah. posted Ghost today. I know you're busy, so I'm not mad about it. Wait, what? You posted Ghost our last episode today. Oh no, I posted the social media post today. Oh, it's been I, out because I didn't I well, I realized I didn't yeah, it's been out for it's it definitely went out late. It went out Friday, but then I like had no signal the whole time we were in Novi. And oh. so I was trying to post it yesterday and then by the time I got home I was like exhausted and forgot and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like better put the social media posts up." Usually so. when I see it pop up on my podcast app, I'm like, "Oh, I'll post the stuff if Josh hasn't." But I didn't see it come up, so. Hmm. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> oh my god, last night so there's a music video for Funeral Derangements that's real awesome and fucked up and very pet cemetery. We'll get into the song more when we get there. But I stay up until 1.30 in the morning watching reactions to the video. Yeah. Like people watching the video for the first time. And I was having such a good time with it. I'm is normally it, is it not like a... really wild or. Yeah. Like, do you know the movie Pet Cemetery? I, I know the premise. So in both the original and the remake, a child dies, you know. Right. But they never actually show it. And. And this one, this truck slams into this kid and everyone watching the video is like, oh, my God, can they show that on YouTube? I mean, it's clearly, you know, yeah, movie magic, but in such good production. But it was really fun watching everyone's reaction to a lot of the different stuff we'll talk about when we get to that song. Very cool. So as Danny has said, he is a huge horror music fan, horror music. Well, I guess so. Uh, horror movie fan. I am not. Uh, so this should be real interesting. And I'm just going to put it out there right now. Um, I don't know shit. Uh, so I actually, Danny, how many um, how many of the movies? So is it is it common? It's common knowledge that the gimmick of this album and the previous album were that each song is about... Is- a movie, yes. A movie. Except for the opening night and track two. Those right. ones are not about movies, but. Right. So how many, so that means we have uh, 12. What, 12 tracks, so 12 different movies. How many of these 12 movies do you think that I've seen? Maybe one. Yep, one. <laughs> okay, so follow up. Which of the one which one movie have I seen? And I'll, and I'll, the spoiler alert, it's probably not the one you, th- you think it was. Can I pick three? Cause yes. there's three I could. So maybe evil dead. 
No, because it's oh, okay. that's the that I I would say that looking at them, that's the one. I mean, that's a comedy with Bruce Campbell. I've, so I've seen part of Evil Dead, but I haven't seen it all the way through, so I don't count that. Um, that, but I would say because of yeah, Bruce Campbell, etc. Like that's that's a that's the best guess. Maybe, maybe American Psycho, and maybe Child's Play. No. Oh, which one is it? Hostile. Oh my god, I can't wait to get to that track then. Yeah, I'll talk about why the situation that that uh, made me watch Hostile um, when we get there. But yeah, Hostile of of all of the, it's yeah. I feel like that's the one you'd let you'd the last one that I would actually choose to see. I did not expect that. And can I say right now? I mean, even before we get to it, out of all the movies on here, I love them all except Hostile. I don't like movie Hostile. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we're we're together on that one. So so yeah, I so I don't um I say all that to say that I don't uh I didn't really know the context for a lot of these. Um so we're gonna lean on Danny today uh for that piece because she you are more than qualified. Uh I have seen some movies. You have, that's true. <laughs> all, all right, right. so Track one, we're not really going to talk about. Opening night, it's just like a spoken word like, oh, wait, do you have any stats? I'm sorry. No, there's, so there aren't really any. I mean, it's a new album, so there's no st- stats. Oh, I will say my personal history with Ice Nine Kills is that I don't really. I'm familiar with the band as that they're, they're a band, a metalcore band that does at least their last two albums have been you know, this gimmick of doing songs about horror movies. Not really sure if they were doing that kind of thing before that they were. So the album before the silver scream was all about horror books. Oh yeah. You know what? I did know that. I I forgot, but I remember you, you had told me that before. Yes. And then, um, that one's called every trick in the book. And then I sadly, cause I became a nice nine kills fan in the silver scream. Like I found it because I'm a horror fan and someone showed and I was like, Oh shit, I love this. I haven't gone back as far as the predator become the wheat prey or whatever. And the first EP, the predator, I do need to go back and venture, but right now, sorry, I just know every trick in the book, the book and silver scream. And then welcome to horror. World. Cool. And then I, I do remember, um, on the first one, there was a song about jaws. Yes. Cause I was obsessed and, with that. And I showed yeah, it to and you. you sent it to me and I, f- I, I meant to listen to it in my prep for this and I forgot. Um, but I, I do remember really liking that. Um, Jaws is a little bit different of a movie because it's like a, it's kind of a, whereas most of the movies, at least on this list for this album are very, like very much horror movies. They don't, none of them, not very many of them kind of like transcend. Whereas Jaws is this like Jaws is on a, a different level it's a like a it kind of broke out of just being a horror movie it has a john williams score it's just yeah it's not you know it's it's not child's play <laughs> you know like <laughs> or or trick or, or trick or treat or you know saw it's like a it's 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 different um Share so. My screen. so for people that have not listened to ice nine kills or know what we're talking about but this is the part of the jaws song that i got so excited about that i showed josh or wanted to show josh 
It's their breakdown, but they use the Jaws theme. Isn't that sick? I just wanted to show that that breakdown that well, you know it's, that blew my mind. It's funny because I don't I don't know that I when I I, rem, I, I specifically remember listening to it at the gym, like you sent it to me, and. I remember like listening to it and being like, because I think you did one of the, you were like, you didn't tell me why it was significant. You're like, just listen to this and tell me what you think kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, why does like, why do the, why does what they're talking about seem familiar for me? But I was like, just beyond the grasp of my brain. And then at the breakdown, I was like, oh my God, this song is fucking about Jaws. Yes. Okay. Got it. Like, and these guys are fucking clever at marketing. Like, They've been releasing a music video every like, I don't know, a couple weeks or months all summer. And they put hints on what the next movie or song is going to be. They even had a crossword puzzle in the last one that you had to try to figure out what song title was in it. And like they have this ongoing story that's still not finished. So we're going to get more music videos where Bill Mosley is like, uh, <clears throat> sorry, a detective interviewing Spencer because Spencer supposedly killed his wife in the first music video and they're trying to arrest him. But they keep finding these tapes and on the tapes is each one of the music videos. It's a fun little story. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> no, I was supposed to say no thoughts. <laughs> Very cool. I was, <laughs> I was looking at the, the last album to see what movies they did on the last album, just as a, as a comparison. They did like the, on the first album, they did like the Mount Rushmore of slasher films, uh, yeah. you know, Freddie, Jason, Michael, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Not annoyed because it happens all the time, but they released a, a deluxe edition of that album with the song for Scream on it. I see and that, yeah. I already own it on vinyl, so I barely ever listen. I listen to the vinyl all the time, and I don't listen to it on Spotify, so I barely heard that Scream song. I know I like it, but... I have a question. How How is the Thriller cover? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's you know, Michael Jackson's one of those talents that you, it's, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really know what you're doing if you're gonna cover a. I mean, Alien Ant Farm came song. out of nowhere and did it with one hit and then disappeared forever. Yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've been like, oh, you know what I want to listen to the Alien Ant Farm cover of Billy Jean or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever song it was. See, I don't even remember what song it was. Like, I think it was Billy Jean. It was uh. And she came into the window. It was up a crescendo. Yeah. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Anyways. No, that's Smooth, smooth criminal. criminal. Yeah, I, yeah that's what I they said. Oh, you know what? You know why I said Billie Jean? Because in the Alien Ant Farm video, it does the thing where he steps on the sidewalk and it lights up like in the yeah. Billie Jean video. Okay, yeah, but it's totally Smooth Criminal. Anyway, yeah, opening night. Little spoken word thing kind of setting, this, setting the tone. I thought it was a little cringy, but that's okay. Um, before we get into this, because I want to preface, I really like this album. I do have some gripes with it. 
And I, the first one is obviously this track two that we're about to get into. And I don't want people to think this is the tone of the, the episode. It's just track two didn't start it off right for me. So let's go. Track two, welcome to Horrorwood. All right. What were your initial thoughts on this one? Very gimmicky, very cringy. The chorus was very annoying. That's what I Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a song poking fun at Hollywood and the film industry as a whole. I don't yeah. know. I, this is my least favorite song on the track. Same. And it will likely be skipped all the time <laughs> just because I love everything else on it. It just feels like, even though I know what their sound is like, because Spencer's voice is amazing. He can go, you know, theatric with it. He can go deep and growly and uh, evil with it. But in this one, it just kind of sounds like a Panic at the Disco covering an Avenged Sevenfold song. And the breakdown is pretty sick, but nothing else stands out. The lyrics are fine, but I came here. I came here for a show, not for you to poke fun of the scenes or behind the scene. This should have been like a. It's like setting the stage. Yeah, it should have been like a B-side or a, a special track on their deluxe edition or something. It's interesting that you said panic at the disco because i made a very similar comparison later on on the album <laughs> i mean yeah so yeah welcome to horrorwood mm, not my favorite but we will we will soldier on yeah yeah all right because so, oh when we introduce these should we say like what each one is about in the yeah, introduction sure. of the track okay because I, ha- I obviously have all that so what were we gonna say Oh, just next track. Okay, so track three, uh, the song is called A Rash Decision, and this one is based on Cabin Fever. There is two Eli Roth movies they do. They must, I mean, I like Eli Roth, but I'm just saying. I've heard some Eli Roth, so I I don't listen to Talk is Jericho anymore because of reasons, but he's buddies with Eli Roth, and he's had him on, like, I don't know if you know this about Jericho, but he really likes like he loves like 80s and 90s slasher movies. Yeah. And um, so he's had Eli Roth on to talk about like old movies and want to say he he was making some movie that was like a similar feel to that movie, that Italian horror movie that I can't remember the name of now where um, the marketing for what uh, they th- they it was like a found footage type thing and they had all the actors like hide so you thought that they like really got killed by these like tribes people somewhere Cannibal holocaust yes okay. so he made a movie that was like had a similar vibe to that i guess yeah. and they were talking about that but he seems like a cool cool guy on um and he's isn't he one of the guys in inglorious bastards Oh, I don't remember. I think I want to say he's one of the crew of. I want to say he that might makes, be. Makes sense now that you're. Uh, I know he looks like the, I watch the, his. The uh, Jew. I watch a lot of uh, Shutter, and he's got his own show on FX too, where he just reviews old horror movies and has like guests on all the time. I most I like a lot of Eli Roth's movies, to be honest. There's only Hostel that I can think of off the top of my head that I don't like. Yeah, no, he's he's uh the the first when I Google him, the first thing that comes up is a picture of him from Inglorious Bastards with the baseball bat. <laughs> All he, right, he's killing Nazis. Anyway, so you don't know what Cabin Fever is about? Um, no, I didn't look up to see what the one. All right, I didn't so know you remember about. Boy Meets World? Yes. 
our boy Ryder Strong. Sean. Yes. He is the main character in this movie of, man, I'm drawing a blank. I hope it's not wrong, but five or six. I can't remember. Teenagers who go out to a cabin to get away. There is a skin eating virus that attacks them. They start going crazy, blaming each other, falling apart. There is a scene where a girl is shaving her legs and it just starts peeling off skin. And yeah, that's it's very like like body horror. Yeah. So if you're not into body horror, it's a great movie and it fucks with your mind. I have heard like I I feel like whenever I hear people talking about cabin fever, it's always like positive. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So it's one uh, like a horror movie held in high regard by horror fans. So this is how the album should have started. Um, the sickest fucking drum beat right away. Spencer doing what he kills at writing interesting lyrics that really paint a dark picture of the movie, but aren't like just completely, you know, blunt about it. You know, there is a few songs on here. He is pretty straight to the fact on the movie, like basically telling you about the movie. And I don't like that. I like when he does this like cabin fever and there's like six other songs. He does this kind of lyrical writing on. Where it's like poetry about the movie, not just yeah. like, let me tell you the movie. Yeah. But this one, Jesus. And when he breaks out with that scream on fever, I get chill or on the fever. When he first screams fever, I get chills. And I love the he's a master at writing choruses. Bang, bang, bang is the only shot for me. So like instead of like a you're dying, so you're not taking like a medical shot. It's talking about a gunshot like in the movie. Clever shit. Just clever shit. <laughs> and I love the pause before kill in the pre-choruses. So sick. Gnarly breakdown sets the mood for the being frantic and terrified. Like, your flesh is falling off. This is the, like, frantic feeling and chaos you're you're going through. So good. All right. Sorry. I should let you tell me what you thought of it first. No, it's okay. I So this, it sets the stage... Um... This one has a, I feel like the chorus is really strong. I, he sings these choruses and this, this is one of this. I think this is one of the strongest ones, um, but he sings the choruses on most of these songs. Like, man, this is some, in, like, this is some important shit. Like he's, uh, yeah, uh, the way that it's presented. And I, I, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes they hit me and they sound great. And then sometimes they're like, I'm just like, oh, this sounds like a radio metal song. And I, I don't know, like, I don't know where the line is for me because like, I like other bands like this. Like I like event, like, I feel like th this is th like, these guys are in the same, you know, sphere as Avenged Sevenfold. And like, I like a lot of Avenged Sevenfold, um, but something about, I don't, yeah, just, I can't put my finger on it, but like the chorus on this one is very strong um i think that, that was probably my favorite part of this one so and i and like i've said i like uh i like the mixture of i don't like songs that are just screaming and growling but i i like the mixture of clean vocals and like kind of there's like accent screaming you know like so and i will say also my strong dislike of welcome to horrorwood is mostly because i've listened to this album so many times over the weekend like i think i've listened to at least 20 times fully through just since friday and because rash decision is like my second favorite song in the album that 
first track, the first full track, I'm like, oh my God, I just, I want to skip this. I want to get to the meat of this. (laughs) Track four, Assault and Batteries, a movie or a song about the movie Child's Play. I mean, it's about Child's Play, but they reference Tiffany in it. So it could be just the Child's Play genre for the whole set. Wait, wait, what is explain what you mean? So, because I'm Child's a, Play I'm a one, two, I don't know. Child's Play one, two, and three are just about Chucky. Yeah, and then they decided to go goofy with it for a while, and then they made Bride of Chucky. Yeah, which is Jennifer Tilly, and she's Tiffany. Oh well, I think I, you know, I, I, yeah, I guess saying it's about Child's Play. It, what I should have said is it's like about the Child's Play franchise. It's not just you. Like all the websites say, it's just about the first Child's Play. But they sing about Tiffany and Seed of Chucky. They even drop a line about my seed. It's I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying it's it's kind of an all-encompassing Chucky song. So what's your thoughts on this song? Um, I said that this song is really cringy, but I also feel like it's kind of unavoidable because of the movie it's about. I like I don't know how you don't like I feel like I feel like you're making a movie you're making i'm going to do that this entire That's episode fine. um you're making a song about you know a movie about a killer doll like i feel like leaning into the cringe and the kitsch and the gimmick of it is the only way to go so do it as hard as you can so like all that like nana nana boo boo like like you know it's kind of ugh. but also i'm like well what what i i, I literally wrote that i was like cringy but completely unavoidable so that's what I thought about it. So I agree with you completely. Let me tell you about the downfall of the song. When this came out, I loved it. I still think it's a good song, but the constant na 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 like that high-pitched voice, is destroying the replay value for me. Yeah. Like, I still think it's got a fucking killer bass line going once the song hits. Um but it's almost too cheesy after so many listens like the other there's almost every other song on this album has amazing replay value. Cause like I said, 20 times this weekend, I'm loving it still. Uh, you, but I do, I love the chorus. You won't ever grow up. He'll toy with you till you die to prove that evil comes in every size. Like good writing. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about this song is the Nana Nana Naz and the like little kid voice, which I thought were clever. The first time I heard it, but it's just it's kind of killing it the more you listen to it. Well, like and can you like instead of doing that, do you do you know other uh, other songs in this album have like a brief moment where they do something like some sort of skit or something to acknowledge um, something in the movie? Like do that one time. Yeah, that's what then, I'm thinking. Yeah. Like it should they should have done that with the voice once and then maybe scream the other times. Nah, 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 nah. The music video is fun as hell, though. And I still I like the song. I just feel like. It's going to get annoying because of that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Um, I feel like maybe I asked you before. Or I, I definitely asked somebody um, that I knew would have would have seen it or told me they had seen it. How is the new one? It's all right. I wish they wouldn't have called it Chucky because it's about like, you know, tech toys. Because Chucky's this new tech toy, but then something goes haywire and he wants to kill. 
Uh, like that's not your original Chucky. That's not our Brandon Dorf. We want, we want, you know, a serial killer doing a hex and a curse and calling, you know, thunder down. And then he gets trans or he gets transported into this doll. The new movie was fun though. It had some great kills, fun story. I just wish it would have been called anything other than Chucky. Chucky doesn't necessarily own the doll killing rights. You know, there's like puppet master. So you're saying if it was its own movie and not trying to be like a remake of a old movie, it would have been better. Yeah. And I'd still watch it again. I just, maybe when I'm watching it, I would be like, uh, this isn't Chucky. This is Chucky's brother or something. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I they only wa- did that for the naming rights. I feel like. Yeah. I, I wanted to see it. I thought, well, I should say, I thought about seeing it. Um, well, they call it, yeah, they call it child's play. Cause Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza, and then wasn't Mark Hamill the voice of Chucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which he did fine, but again, not Chucky. Like he does a great creepy voice. We've all loved the Joker from the animated Batman for years. He's the Joker. Yeah, he's the I'm Joker. Ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I really thought you didn't know that for a second. <laughs> I did. I will say, not in the last. Like it's been, you know, I've probably known for um, twenty years, but it, it, I learned embarrassingly late into my teens that it was you know luke skywalker and the joker were the same person i mean i did too i didn't know that right away but i'm a star wars guy oh that's true it's like if jason and and freddie were played by the same actor and you didn't know you know what i mean like i'm, I'm just making it the similar thing for you yeah so all right let's move there. on uh number five the shower scene Psycho. Yep. Alfred Hitch- Alfred <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. I have uh, seen this scene. I haven't seen this movie, but I have seen this scene. This so that the, the shower scene. This is one of my favorite songs that's basically just about one scene and just describing it. You remember how I said I prefer his lyrics when they're like emotive and poetry yeah. about a movie. This one's basically just like let's describe the shower scene from Psycho. It's probably the most tame song on the album. I feel like they could have worked more of Norman Bates's relationship with his mother and maybe focus less on just the iconic shower scene. I still really like the song. Like it's in my top six of the album. He, he sings in like a theatric like kitsch that I don't, that I don't like on the verses that much, but the, like that, like when he's singing and that, but I don't like that when anybody does it. Um, this again another like really strong catchy chorus like he's good at writing these like radio like he's he knows what he's doing he's trying to write hits like he knows exactly like i feel like any of these melodies from these choruses will get can get stuck in your head real easy so i hope they keep going with i'm i i'm worried they're going to play it out too much but they're doing a killer job of writing great songs about horror movies and no one else is really doing that. So like the way they're doing it. Uh, you know what I should have, do you think you could do it? Could you do it rapid fire? If I, if I asked you like, okay, so 10, 10 movies they haven't done go like at the end, could you do that? Or would it, would it take too much? Like thinking at the very end? Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Okay. Give me a little time to think about it while we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have more to say about shower scene? 
Um, no, maybe a little too many na 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 nas, but still a really fucking great song. I only like na na nas if it's Blink One Eighty Two. Don't they know that by now? Come on. <laughs> and they care about what you think. They do. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is uh track six, funeral derangements, and this one's about pet cemetery. I'm literally obsessed with this guys literally let me say mine first i said yes, most of this is too, i said most of this is too heavy for me i figured that's what i wrote that's it <laughs> that's all you wrote yeah yeah oh my god you guys oh my god <laughs> so uh this is not just highlighting spencer fucking's great music or songwriting skills but like Dan Sugarman, the guitarist, his solo work. There's two amazing breakdowns. Great solo work. The Double Drums by Patrick Gallant. I don't know if I said his last name right. But like the double kick pedals are insane in this song. Yes, it's very heavy. And it threw people that have heard the first couple songs off. But and I, I fucking love Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, And I'm so glad they stuck with the original Pet Cemetery, not the remake. Uh, let's see. Uh, you haven't seen it at all, right? You've never seen Pet Cemetery. No. Oh, it's a dark movie. Uh, I was surprised they didn't have any Zelda or reference to Zelda. So in the movie, uh, our main Rachel, the main mom's, the mom's sister. Why am I drawing? Because I'm pulling all this from memory. Rachel's sister Zelda is like dying, and there's like cutscenes back and forth to her, and she's all like decrepit and huge hunch on her back, and like dying and sickly and scary looking which is one of the most terrifying scenes in the movie i'm surprised they didn't mention that once but i don't know this song is my favorite uh, song okay, on the so album. i will say that they like that that sometimes dead is better and then that then it like the the riff after like that that breakdown that's i like that um oh and this one also has like it's it had just has another one of those like you know, the, the, this chorus feels so important, like grandiose to it. And that know. that deranged guitar burst solo that's in the verses, like, like, I love it. And when, like, they show it really highlights in the music video, but once you hear it, you hear it in the song every time, is when he screams gauge in the beginning of the song, like the guitar and drum or everything, like, hits, hits just like uh, tires on the ground like trying to hit the brakes hmm. because gauge gets hit by a truck so you're like oh it's so good uh so like i i can't even talk about the song because i've watched the video at least 30 times since last night like i'm obsessed with the song it might be my favorite song of the year oh wow yeah i'm a huge fan of this you've been giving this the hunter's moon treatment Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw um I I'm not surprised by this because I just my in my headspace of Halloween Michael Myers like I didn't see where that song that poppy ass Hunter's Moon song could be in the and so but it was in the the credits and I think like a bunch of ghost fans were like just dis really disappointed it wasn't like actually in the movie. Yeah. You know, like it comes on like right after John Carpenter's theme in the credits and i'm like well where did you expect it to be like that's that's where like the adams family the song from 
you know, that's that that's not a bad spot. That's like that's where they put the like the radio friendly, like fun songs for movies like that. That's, that's just what they do. I, was, I would the actually... song I was referencing was the MC Hammer, you know, the. Oh, OK. Yeah, not good. Like that was a credit <laughs> song like but that, you know, everyone still knew it. So what were we going to say? I, I actually watched that movie last night. How was you? it? I loved it. If you're I've going heard into good, it, I've heard good things. If you're going into it for like a great plot, it's it's fine. There, I what mean, slasher movie has a great plot. I'm so, like that. That's not what you go to it for, right? Am I am I wrong? Like, uh, I don't know. Was, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the authority, obviously. But Anne was asking questions like he's died in other movies, and like the daughter, the son. Where's Josh Hartnett, who was in you know Halloween H2O? And I'm like, <laughs> don't don't follow every movie if you just go into this movie looking for sweet kills gore and some comedy this movie was top notch it was well, my third favorite yeah. halloween movie i feel like they um season of the witch will always be the best one yep yep that's was my number one um they uh that's actually is halloween three my favorite horror movie that's not i should say i think halloween 3 might be my favorite horror movie that's not a horror comedy they have a huge nod to season of the witch in this movie too do they yeah there's three kids trick-or-treating and i won't explain much else but they all have three masks and they even have the oh, silver shamrock cool. thing on the back nice yeah yeah <laughs> i think my favorite horror movie technically horror movie is uh what we do in the shadows yeah. if we're, like if we i love that movie so it's so good <laughs> um anyway i'm sorry i just uh i'm no, like it's... oh i have something like semi-relevant that i actually have an opinion or a question on so i want to get that in there but um yeah uh, i'm glad to hear that it's that it's good i i see that they i understand why you would expect continuity because um what's her name i know is in this Lee one curtis yeah yeah i i wanted i last time i was talking about her I, I said Jodie Foster. I got my like <laughs> 80s ladies mixed up. And um, someone's someone like, what do you go yeah. off on you? Yeah. Jodie Foster. I was like, oh, excuse, excuse me. You'd act, act like I said Whoopi Goldberg or something. <laughs> I'm like, not that far off. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else to say about funeral derangements? Uh, no, I just think it's a song that everyone should see the music video too. And I think it's amazing and perfect for Halloween. So we know it's going to be on that Halloween list. No, next week. No. I'm not going to put it on there because that would be expected. <laughs> okay, look at you being being uh, mysterious. Um, okay, <laughs> number seven, rainy day, and this is about Resident Evil. Yep. Go the ahead movie. and the video game. Hear. I think maybe I no, just know. the movies. I think this song is oh i said i like the electro feel on this one i feel i said i feel like it fits resident evil i don't know that it actually does just in my brain i feel like that fits like the the way that this song sounds that different feeling that it has it exactly does it, it, you nailed it i feel like i could hear this like in one of those like mila jovovich like yep. trailers like okay good um because i was like i think that makes sense but at the same time Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, otherwise, uh, this this song also has uh, a powerful chorus. Like I like I said, I I feel like I'm going to say that on a lot of these songs, but I just feel like he writes pretty earwormy choruses, and they seem like 
very they're like very grandiose in a good way and yeah like I, I would go to this concert with you and just be singing the choruses because i wouldn't know the any of the other stuff but I'd be like yeah I don't <laughs> know, so oh i want to see them live so bad now i mean i always did but now even more even though i've i've kind of been like medium shitting on this the whole time um i feel like they would be a fun band to see live yeah I feel like they feel very high energy, which would be very entertaining, I think. And I feel like they probably have a bunch of like gimmicky horror stuff going on. I don't know. Maybe like in <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. No, Definitely. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming this is the most radio friendly song on the album. But damn, it works for me. I've been a fan of Resident Evil since 1996 when it came out on PlayStation and my friend or my neighbors, Justin and Stephanie, came over with it. And the, you remember the big PlayStation cases yeah so like they had it it just came out we played it on a dark stormy night that first time the dog jumped through the window i screamed it was like (laughs) it was amazing and i don't i don't mind the paul anderson mila jovovich movies they're they're fine how many video game movies have actually been that good only one i can think of mario brothers the first one oh Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers? Come on, that Mario Brothers movie. You mean the new awesome. one? No, I mean I mean the one with, <laughs> with uh John Leguizamo and Ed no. Uh who's who's, no, uh, who's plays Mario? I don't remember. Bob Bob Hoskins. Yes. Roger Rabbit. But this sounds like a new metal static X song that could have been on the first uh soundtrack to the Resident Evil movie. It was my next okay. note. So yeah. Cool, cool. But I really like it. I really enjoy Rainy Day. Isn't there a new Resident Evil movie coming out? There is. I'm worried because the CGI almost makes it look like it's going to be a very sci-fi movie, like made for TV. Hmm. But it looks like, like it's like, going... a, like a CW show. Yeah, but it looks like it's really going towards the video game material. Oh, hey. Yeah. I'm this is this is a total terrible tangent, but I I just have to say this cuz I think did you ever finish the 100? Nope. You should. That last season is wild. It's just is it? just so wild. So many weird things happen. And uh, the last couple seasons are so wild. And something that blew my mind recently, Bellamy and Clark are married and together in real life. Really? Yeah. Anyway, that that okay. is all. I... Uh, yeah, no, I um, I caught up uh, during the pandemic and then the last watched the last season almost like live on TV. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it is, uh, it's wild and it's, and it's, and it was still like pretty good all the way to the end. So anyway, just, I thought of the CW and I was like, sci-fi CW, I got to bring up our weird shared show that we watched together. Um, I mean, I remember liking it. I just, well, I think the thing about the hunt, the 100, and this is the last thing I'll say, and we'll get back to this album, uh, <laughs> is that it was a like, like any other CW thing coming out at the time. It was like a melodrama, uh, teen like melodrama thing that was set in like a horror or sci-fi universe. But then it like, despite their best efforts for it to not be any good, it had like a great premise, and it was pretty good, uh, and the effects were pretty good, and. Um, it was one of those things that if you just suffered through a little bit of the melodrama on the first season, it was a pretty good show. And we just, yeah. Uh, I feel continue. like they really laid off that once things got going there. I mean, yeah, it would definitely like the first season is much worse with it than everything else. But 
yeah, no, it's uh those last few seasons took a wild turn and it was um yeah, I highly recommend catching back up. Maybe just watch it over again because who knows how long it's been. I actually did start to rewatch it back when we talked about it like a month or two ago. I'm still in the first season, but cool. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Um back to um, it. Back to it. Number eight, hip to be scared. And this one is about American Psycho, and it's also featuring Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. Yep. He's all, my life all over the pieces. place. This, this is, is my, my last resort. Last resort. Suffocation. No breathing. No breathing. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. All right. All right. So, yeah. What's your thoughts? If I cut my arm breathing. Sorry. I did it on. I waited on purpose. Okay. This um this is the highest played track on the album on Spotify. Hmm. By a lot. What's your thoughts? Is that all you have? <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> it does that like carnival singing thing at the beginning again? Yeah. Like I'm telling you a scary story. He is what? telling you a scary story. I know, story. but come on. I do like when it breaks into hip to be a square though, in the middle of the song. Yeah. Cause I was like, and, it, and I'm hearing it right now. It, it again, like every other freaking song, it has a, that, that catchy metalcore chorus. He's singing his heart out. Um, but I, it also has like skit talking in it that I don't always love. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was like listening to the song for the first time. And I was like, are they like naming this after Hip to be a square and not going to reference that at all? And then like right as I had that thought, it came and I was like, oh, OK, there it is. Let me explain that scene of the movie to you real quick, Josh. Yeah, I haven't Here's seen this movie. There is plastic wrap all over the floor. Jared Leto is sitting on a sofa or chair or something. And Patrick Bateman played by Christian Bale is saying how much he loves Huey Lewis in the news and going over all this stuff while getting a weapon ready an ax and wearing a trench coat. And like, uh, Jared Leto's like not paying attention because they're just talking about music. And Jer- I think Jared Leto's drunk. I don't remember. It's been a, a while since I've watched this, but then he like axes him in the f- head, but it's an iconic scene. So it's really funny to see it played out like that in here. <laughs> where they talk about ice nine kills instead of Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Do you, when you see, like, I've seen the pictures of like, um, Christian Bale, like smiling yeah. or whatever, like screaming or whatever. And he's got, uh, blood all over his face. Is it from that scene? Uh, no, that's another scene where he drops a chainsaw down a, uh, stairwell to try to get a hooker in the back. A lady of the night. When the movie he calls them, <laughs> but, Gotcha. You remember Frankenhooker? That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. They should do that song. That's my second favorite horror movie. <laughs> Frankenhooker. I'm just all the ones that you and I randomly watch together. I don't Hell know. Yeah. What, you were you were like looking for weird horror movies, and I just happened to sit down, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch this with you, I guess. I always try to find ones I think you would be able to stomach to. You still have to watch... Uh, Maximum Overdrive. No, no. no well, if you see Ma- no, that's another one of the dumb ones I watched with you. No, I'm sorry. The you see uh... the cars. The trucks yes. <laughs> uh, and Emilio Estevez is the hero. Yeah, that's my third the one favorite. with uh, G- or, uh, 
I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Uh, they live. Yeah. Yes. Roddy Piper. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. So yeah, this song had the exact opposite effect on me as Assault and Battery, where I did not like this song the first time I heard it, and then the more I'm listening to it, the more I really like this song. Because like they're kind of switching places. Because Assault and Battery, I loved at first, and then it's starting to get annoying to me. But I really like the song, and I really love the sketch, and I love that they played on what happened in the movie there. Yeah. Well, I think if I see that's the whole thing is like uh, so many things are going to completely go over my head um, with this. Um, if we ever do another Ice Nine Kills album, we'll have to get another like horror movie guy on to talk about it. Maybe maybe we'll have Wes or Wes or Chris on for uh, Ice Nine Kills. Maybe both. Wes is a big horror movie guy and what and uh just chris, have everybody chris <laughs> admittedly also loves ice nine kills so and then i can ju- i can just uh i'll be the maitre d i'll just leave <laughs> you guys around um anyway yeah are you ready for the next one i am uh number nine take your pick featuring corpse grinder from cannibal corpse you uh, hated this song and um my bloody valentine is the movie and yeah you want to hear my notes? Yeah. I, well, too you hard. Hate it. Yeah. Too hard. That's what I wrote. That's all I wrote. I wrote too hard. I'm not even going to write anything more because Danny will think it's hilarious that I just wrote too hard. It's very heavy. And I was like, Corpse Grinder is a cringy name. <laughs> you sound like you think you're really cool and you're not. But I also so, yeah, don't know uh, anything about Cannibal Corpse. So I don't like the intro to this song. And the the little voice annoys me when it says, you'll be mine. Oh, yeah. But it's not that annoying compared to Salt and Battery. Like, the rest of the song is still so sick that I can get over that. Like, I love the flow and the lyrics of the song, the chorus. Plus, I love My Bloody Valentine. So I love these. I do. I do like the like high whiny, like, uh, you know, heavy metal guitar that you. Yeah. Like, I like that. There's stuff, you know. But. You got that sick group chants and guitar solo right in the pre-chorus. So cool. The breakdown with Spencer's growl scream, the double bass pedal, the gross pickaxe sound effect. The, the, like It sounds like a pickaxe being pulled out of someone's face. It's, it's beautiful. It's a work of art. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> I know. I knew hearing this song, you would, I was like, this is going to be maybe Josh's least favorite song on the album. <laughs> Because it is heavy. Um, yeah, it might be. No, I think I already said Assault and Battery is my least favorite. Did I? I yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Oh no, <laughs> did I say Funeral Derangement? I, I, you know what? Don't, don't. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure which one I like the least. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, number ten, The Box. Featuring... This one is so good. Brandon oh. Soller, ex Atreyu singer. Yep. And Ryan Kirby, Fit for a King. I don't know that band. I know Atreyu, but never heard Ryan Kirby before. Yeah. This is off, or this is based on Hellraiser, the Clive Barker. That's Pinhead, movie. right? Yes. Uh, okay. Based on the novel, The Hellbound Heart. Uh, this is a fucking jam. Much so- like Funeral Derangements and Rash Decision, this song highlights the band playing with lyrics and not being super literal with just basic, like telling you about the movie. Uh, the, 
the metal breakdown that focuses mostly on the bass and drums, I praise it. It's so good. And I love Hellraiser and I love Pinhead and I love Cenobites. So I um uh, I like the imagery on this one. I like the <laughs> like the it's very similar to what kind of stuff we were talking about last week. Um you know, like uh praising <laughs> the dark lord. Um <laughs> yeah. I like that stuff. I also uh so I've never obviously never seen Hellraiser, but I do um appreciate Clive Barker. Um I've only uh, partaken in one thing that he's written, but um, that comic series, The Last Testament, yeah, so that he good. wrote. I think. Did you show me that? Yeah. Or at least I I have them all, so I don't know if I showed them to you or we got into them at the same time. But I don't know. But man, I love 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 those. Um, I love anything that's like uh, religious based in like f- fictional like. Um, and not just like that, that one's obviously like a Judeo Christian thing, but I, I love like mythology stuff with like gods from other pantheons and stuff. And, you know, we were just talking about, um, I can't remember if we were talking about it on air or not. Yeah, no, I think we did. Um, I just had another person, uh, this weekend tell me I need to watch midnight mass. Yeah, you should. Um, so it, that's, it'll move. It's, it's moving up the ladder of, uh, things that, um, Actually, no, I had, I think you're afraid of jump scares. This is not a show of jump scares. This is a fuck with your head. Think about demons versus angels kind of thing. No, I had someone else tell me I should watch it. And then I heard, um, there's another podcast I listened to PWT cast with scrump and stank. They were talking about it too. And they, they really like it. So, um, three for three on recommendations, um, so we'll, we'll be, I'm, I don't know if, if tab's going to want to watch that one, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it. So, um, yeah, I can't remember why. Oh, cause we were talking about Hellraiser. Yeah. So, um, and Clive Barker. So I, uh, maybe I'll read the book it's based on actually so Hellraiser is like a, like late eighties, early nineties thing. So I could probably handle that. That was a, so I've, I've probably said this before, but one of the, the major benefits of living with you um for two years was that i learned that i actually do like horror movies i just maybe i don't need to watch the newer stuff but like i i anything that was a little bit dated that i watched with you even if it was like rough at the at the time it was released like none of those effects on those like the friday the 13th movies and stuff like they didn't age real great so it's like not the gore isn't like too bad for me and not that i don't even know if gore really affects me and it's some of the stuff is like cheesy in the best way and i i feel like i actually do like that stuff i haven't like actually sat down to watch anything like that since we've lived together but i feel like it's something i could get into if i took the time so i could be like a like horror horror fan light you know yeah i believe like, in you we can do this together i will make you my horror man horror, horror movie, fan light horror movie sherpa yeah and then I can, we can go to Horror Hound or something, you know, or Motor City, Motor City Nightmares. Isn't that what the Detroit one's called? There's a new one coming out next year. I'm mm. excited to go to that. Very cool. So, um, I'm afraid to talk about this next one. Why? The fly, this is called F period L period Y period fly. I, fly. 
It's based on The Fly, um, featuring Buddy from Census Fail. Okay. And, um, I did not. Uh, J- Jeff Goldblum is in this movie, apparently. Yeah. All right. I am a fan of Ice Nine Kills. I'm a fan of this album, and I feel really bad saying this, but this is a terrible song. It's called The Fly. You have a David David Cronenberg movie with Jeff Goldblum that's iconic. And I feel like the song does nothing. It's a huge disappointment. The course is just about flying. Like, you could talk about so much. The guy's fingernails fall off and he climbs walls. Like, I'm sorry. I love what they do with most of these songs. But if you're going to make a song about the fly and feature the guy from Census Fail... This song, I was, I think it's because it, it hurts so much because I was so excited when I saw the track listing. I was like, oh my God, there's a song about the fly. And it's featuring another screamer from another band I already love. This is going to be my favorite song on the album. And then, like, Seth Brundle's journey into this insect world in this movie is so interesting. And I feel like the song does not touch base on anything that happens. He's a scientist, he learns to fly. That's basically what they say in the song. I feel so bad if any of the band members or anyone ever hears this podcast. I love this album. I'm just saying I was disappointed in this song. What about like if you can you detach your your heart from it as far as like the lyrical content? But what about just the song in general? Because I like I actually really like this song, but I think I think it's mostly because I think it's a it's a little bit more pop punky because it's featuring you know the guy from census i feel like every one of these songs like it pulls some style from whoever the guest is yeah and i feel like this one is lighter and more you know pop punk post hardcore or whatever because because of buddy listening to the song yeah musically it's a cool song but the justice they gave pet cemetery because that song is fucking legit and hard and uh, you feel emotions and you his poetry when going into the lyrics over what happens in that movie is wonderful this one was just a giant letdown and i can't get over it because it should have been like my favorite song chris caraba don't tell him don't tell him danny didn't like it i mean i still think this is an excellent record besides there's two songs that i might skip but besides that and to back it up so I, I don't feel as bad about how bad I'm trashing this song, there's like five songs on this album that I love so much that I love them more than the whole last album, which I love Silver Scream. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't can't. know shit. That's the way this podcast goes. I can't uh, really comment on the lyrical content because I don't know the the movie so should have should have watched if i had more time i would have watched all the movies you should you should watch the fly though because it's not like a scary movie it's a scientist who develops a teleporting machine and he gets in it and a fly goes in it and when he teleports his dna gets crossed with a fly and at first it's like oh shit i have these cool like abilities now i can climb walls i can sense things like i'm a fly and then his body starts decomposing into like a fly and it's like sad 
like Gina Davis is in it. And he's like, there's a scene where he's like, you need to kill me. Like, it's more of like an elephant, elephant man, kind of like cinematic experience. You know, in my, in my mind's eye, I can just see Baxter Stockman from the Ninja Turtles. Yep. You, I think that's what that was based on. <laughs> Baxter, not the fly. Yeah. 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 Um, David Cronenberg stole a Ninja I, Turtles no, character. I, I, made a movie I highly about doubt it. that. Um, okay. Uh, the song from the one movie that I've seen on this list, uh, Worst Vacation. It's based on Hostel. And um, I feel like it's very much worth uh, noting that it's spelled worst, like worst, the German, worst. the German sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Worst vacation off the movie Hostel. Another Eli Roth movie. I'm not a huge fan of Hostel. And I, I was not like the beginning of this just because it's all sung in German, which makes sense. But I actually think this is a pretty sick song. It's uh, I don't know. It's hard to truly love a song based on a movie you really don't like, but I think this is the closest I've ever come. Yeah. Because once the song really kicks in, it's a pretty, pretty, it's a pretty sick song. But it's just, I mean, even he's doing pretty good lyrically with this one too. However, I just don't love the movie Hostel. Yeah. I feel like they missed an opportunity to have Ram- Rammstein on this. <gasps> that would have been sick. I don't know if Rammstein does like, Mixes with other bands, though. Yeah, true. The lead singer of Rammstein is busy getting arrested in every country. Oh, I don't know anything about them <laughs> outside of Duhas, you know, really. So don't. He's if you ever watch a music video, he is sick, and he's like that in real life. So good luck. <laughs> he's like what? He's he's a twisted man. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Just for anyone listening, I don't know anything about Rammstein except for <laughs> Duhas. And that one song that they play at the beginning of Triple X with Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's all I know. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't I it's it's fine, but it was I was like so overshadowed of my negative like I just I I was dating a girl in college and she made me like watch it even though she knew I hated it. Oh and uh it's like a negative experience. Um I mean it's fine. Like th- that movie's more like about the gore than anything else. And it, uh, I don't know. And I, uh, the the whole like, oh, don't come to our country, Americans. This is our culture. That was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. But I mean, it um, seems the most realistic out of most movies. I just didn't like the movie. Like, I'm no, sure I'm just, there's some the way other country. say that in this song, I mean. Oh, yeah. Seemed weird to me, but it's all good. Okay. Um, Number 13, Ex Mortis. This song is about the evil dead. So I'm worried you don't like the song because you don't like his campy singing. This was the one I said, Panic at the Disco made a metalcore song. <laughs> so 100%. yes, I, I really like this song. And I mean, it helps that it's off Evil Dead. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan, Bruce Campbell, all good times. The guitars feel very Rob Zombie to me in this song. And the chorus feels like it should be from the Evil Dead musical, but yeah. it's a pretty cool song. <laughs> I mean, I like their campier stuff. I'm cool with I I'm for anyone listening and the new music video hasn't dropped, my theory on the next music video is it's gonna be this song because in the last music video, the Pet Cemetery one, he stabs his wife 
five times in the front, once in the back with a knife. And if you recognize that knife, you've watched Evil Dead. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, is I feel like maybe I've just seen Army of Darkness, which is great. I don't know which one I've seen. I've only seen a little bit of one, and I feel like it was Army of Darkness. Let me break them down for you. Evil Dead. It's not going to help, but well, it will. Evil Dead. They're just in a cabin. They open something in the basement. All hell breaks loose. People die. I'm just going to do quick references. Evil Dead 2 is a remake of Evil Dead 1, but extended and longer and funnier because they realized they could make it more campy and people would love it. And they did. Evil Dead 3 slash Army of Darkness is he gets transported through the book into medieval times, has to fight a bunch of skeletons at a castle. That's the one I saw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have this like, (laughs) does he go through like a portal? Yes. Yeah. And his car goes through with him. Yeah. That's the one that I saw. All great movies. All great. That was just my quick. I know I'm missing so much So for anyone who's a big fan, but that was just so you could figure out which one it was. Got it. Oh, there's a new one coming out, huh? Evil Dead? Yeah. Did they? Did they get Bruce Campbell to a do it again? A new film in the franchise titled Evil Dead Rise is set to release in 2022 on HBO Max with Lee Cronin serving as writer and director, Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Sutherland and Sullivan so starring. A... Um, and then... Uh, it might be a sequel Paper, to the Campbell remake. and Raimi serving as producers. No. Oh. Because they did remake it, and it was just gory, and it was beautiful. Like, some of my favorite cinematography in the horror movie, in the Evil Dead remake, but it's not funny at all. It's just gory and scary. That's that's dumb. No, it was really good. I feel like if you're going to remake it, either go way off the tracks or hit really close to home. Yeah, Don't no, do a I, mix. Just, I feel uh, maybe I'm not the I'm not the person to have an opinion yeah. on this, but I'm like... When I think Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, I think like here's my boomstick or, yep. or what you know bullshit that he said. Groovy, like I I don't think like serious horror movies. So all that. So yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to my favorite track or second favorite track on the album. Number fourteen, Farewell to Flesh. Yes, Candyman. The fact they did a song about Candyman was amazing. I love that it's basically about the first Candyman, even though it's called Farewell to Flesh, which is the second Candyman movie. <laughs> or Farewell. It's something Farewell to... Ah, I can't think right now, but it's something along those lines. Um, Directed by Bernard Rose and Clive Barker. Tony Todd. Great movie. Amazing songwriting in this one. The lyrics on this song are perfect, and every musician on this track is killing it. Again... The guitarist Dan, amazing. This song, this song shows the full range of what the band can do, from slow to super heavy to melodic to theatric. It's not super cheesy, and it handles the Candyman lore like a pro. That's my notes on that. I was a big fan of this one, and it's nice because it doesn't kick into like a metal song until one and over one minute into the song. Yeah, like one twenty-five. Yeah. Like, you think it's going to be, like, a slow song at the end of the album, but no, it gets heavy again. Yeah, it threw me it threw me off, uh, like, with that, I but I, I like it. Um, but it's, it, this is another one just with, like, 
grandiose, like uh, powerful singing, and I uh, kind of fits in with everything else. I I feel like you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. I it's a it's a I I liked it. Um, I didn't really have any specifics on it that were much different than other songs. So like I feel like their style their style does range, but like I feel like the songs are either one way or the other. They're like I feel like the hard song, the really hard songs all sound like they're kind of cut from the same cloth and not in a bad way. I'm just saying like and then like the the songs with the like really like hit maker type choruses are kind of also have that similar quality to them and it just kind of sounded like like i just have the same notes on this as i do everything else um you know powerful the core i think the one i was trying to like focus on positive things because i knew going in that i probably wasn't going to love this and i just i like how i like how powerful he sings the choruses like i feel like that's the one thing that like caught my attention and this like everything after um the like one minute 30 mark on this song it's kind of just like has that punch to it so yeah um i will what was i gonna i yeah that, that was the only other thing is that the the slow the slow part caught caught me off guard i was like oh we're gonna get like a really like tender ballad after after all of that so and i don't know anything about Candyman to know if that makes sense oh you should not, watch or... it and if I mean, you could watch the new Candyman, Jordan Peele's take on it that just Ooh. came out. It's not super like, gore. Oh, it is gory, but not scary like jump scary. And the lore behind it is important and beautiful and just good shit. So the second Candyman is Farewell to the Flesh. That's it. I knew it was like very close. <laughs> I should have just looked it up so I didn't sound like a jerk, but. Too late. So that's you, the album. You jerk. I love this album. Yes, there are two songs that's bothered me. The Fly one, because I, I wanted so much more from that one. Because I've seen what they can do on other songs, and they're so talented. And like you said, musically, it was a killer song. Just lyrically, I was so let down. And then Welcome to Horrorwood, which is a fine song. It just That's not what I came here for. <laughs> I came here for the movies. I didn't come here for your take on Hollywood. I mean, it's all, it's all connected. I know it is. It's a fine <laughs> song. And actually, I'm sure I'd like it more. Just I don't want that. That should have been the final track or something. It's welcome. It's not like, see you yeah. later. You're leaving Horrorwood. Goodbye, Horrorwood. Yeah. All right. I have a list of horror movies. Oh, hold on. I want to. I'm going to give this one a five out of ten. Um. Oh. Metalcore is not my my jam, really, and um, I don't know the context for any of these songs. Like I, I was literally thinking, I was like, okay, if a band like this or this band, like they said, okay, our next album it's going to be Ice Nine Kills, Silver Screen, A Galaxy Far Far Away, and it's all <laughs> Star Wars songs. Like I'd probably be like, banger, banger, bang, because I get you know I would be like into the subject matter, but. Or be like, oh, I don't really like this song about Wampas from because, you know, they didn't even say anything about Luke cutting his arm off. You know, like I'm just trying to be like your one song that wasn't like, <laughs> about to fly. Um, How could they make a song about Dagobah and not actually have been to Dagobah? This is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to really give it a fair shake because of my lack of uh knowledge but uh i feel like i've rated other stuff that i liked pretty much a seven so i feel like five is fair yeah it's fair <laughs> so. i'm gonna rate this a nine um and m- honestly my only gripe with fly is just my horror movie nerdness because I, I was gotcha. listening to it as we were talking. And I'm like, it is a cool song. I just lyrically, it's not what I want. And with Buddy being in it, I was so excited. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, a great album. Okay, so earlier in the show, and I might have, I might end up cutting it out because it was in the middle of some other stuff. But earlier in the show, I asked Danny. I, I was looking at the uh, the songs they did on the first album. Or like the movie subject matter and then the songs they did on the second album movie subject matter and i was like thinking to myself like okay so where do they go from here if they make silver scream number three so i asked danny to come up with uh 10 horror movies that like where do they where does he want them to go next with their subject matter all right so spencer's and listening go. here is actually 20 movies 20 okay yeah 20 movies off the top of my head that I think you should do songs about. One, I'm surprised you haven't yet. Trick or Treat with Sam. Yeah. Um, Reanimator, Night of the Comet, The Ring, Silent Hill, Night of the Creeps, Phantasm, Amityville Horror, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Blood Diner, 30 Days of Night, Basket Case, Dead Alive, The Changeling, Something New, Color Out of Space. Imagine... Some Cthulhu-like horror with Nicolas Cage. You could do a cool song with that. Um, shit, I went a little off track. May? Did I say May? Do you know what May is? Nope. I don't know what half these movies you're saying are. So I've been kind of in love again with this movie May that I saw before because my coworker's obsessed with this movie too. But it's this girl who's socially awkward and she falls in love with this guy's hands. And her friend in the movie is uh, Anna Ferris which I love, but she decides to start cutting her favorite parts off people to make her perfect best friend. <laughs> and a, it's a, is it a comedy. It's a dark horror comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's like a nineties movie and it's Oof. remember the voices. Yeah. I love the voices. Oh, that's such a good movie. Um, and also how have you not made one about the ring? Like Samara would be great. And reanimator needs in final destination. Do one on final destination. Do a whole album on Final Destination, each death. <laughs> All right, that's huh. just some of them. I don't know if I said too many. Tourist Trap, did I say that one? I like that one. So you know what You know what surprises me? What? Not on the first album, not on the second album, not on Danny's fantasy booking. Oh. The Exorcist. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. Or The Thing. But The Exorcist, how did they not make a song about The Exorcist yet? You know how that came into my mind? I was like, oh, I don't think you listed any of the, the movies about like that are connected to The Warrens. And I can't remember if, I don't think The Exorcist is, but I, I think all of those movies about The Warrens or things that happened to The Warrens are exorcism related. And then I was like, oh, The Exorcist, duh. Like, that's yeah. a huge horror movie. The Warrens are not related. But yeah, I could see the down the connection you can see this the, the train of thought yeah yeah so yeah that was this movie and or this movie this album ah, you did it <laughs> i know 
it was a perfect album to come out for Halloween. It'd be awesome if they did one every year for Halloween. I would love they, to see these guys live so bad. They could do Universal Monster uh, songs too. A whole album on Universal Monsters would be sick, like an EP of just like yeah, e- yeah. Okay. Just focus only on the Universal Monsters. Get Very on it, cool. guys. Gilman. See, they dude. have this like gimmick right now. They should roll with it. There's so much material to work with. And they're really good at it. Favorite tracks on the album, Rash Decision, Shower Scene, Funeral Derangements, and the Candyman one, Farewell to Flesh. But the whole album was wonderful. I don't know which one's my favorite. I'll get back to you. <laughs> All or right. the Jaws one from the first album. God, it's so good. So... Wait, weekly rewind time? Um, yes, but I have one n- note that I want to uh, for this album. To, to no, just just in general, that's not a weekly rewind thing. Uh, I went to Motor City Comic Con yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, as a recording, and um, I met Joy Fatone from InSync. So now I've met two out of five members of InSync. And uh, that's music related. And we've done an NSYNC album. I was kind of disappointed because I really wanted to say something to him about him being criminally underused um, in lead parts. But then I just didn't get a chance to. So, but when you, yeah. when you left the booth, did he say bye bye bye? No, he did. He said, <laughs> What's up? What's up, brother? And he gave me like the, the, the bro hug. Oh, oh, you got to hug Joey Fatone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, no COVID precautions with Mr. Fatone. No strings attached. No strings attached. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, I hope you are vaccinated. Joey so. Fatone seems like someone who'd be vaccinated, but you can never tell. Yeah, these MAGAs, they just they pop out and you have no idea. But he's on TV, so I've, I assume that, you know. He wants to work. Everybody, so. on, uh, everybody on Fox News, I think, is vaccinated, so I'm sure that he is. Yeah. All right, so. Weekly Rewind. I only have one because I've been obsessed with listening to this album all weekend. And and it's just the new Adele. It's slow, but it's beautiful. Easy on me. Cool, cool. Um, I have Flight 2.0 by Mega Ran. It's a song about uh, collecting Jordans. Um, and wanting them when he was a kid so he could flex and, um, you know, it's a whole thing. And, I could never uh, be a sneakerhead. If I buy shoes, I want to wear them. You can wear them. Just got to be careful. Just like if I buy a record, I want to spin it. And there's people that, like, don't ever open them. Yeah, no. that's weird. I want to play the record if I get it. I just got a new pair of Jordans today I'll, in the mail for my birthday. I'll show them to you when we get off air. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Droid Bishop had another cool song. It's called "Way to the World." It's like a electro. They're I they're uh, synth wave, but they're kind of like uh, they have lyrics and stuff. So just like uh, Gunship, and um, it's like a this is like a light poppy song. Uh, speaking of that, Gunship had a cool song, but I'm not going to talk about it because who it was featuring. Um, and then <laughs> uh, I I stumbled on this uh, rap song called "I Said What I Said." And it's by Drummer Boy, Ludacris, and Snow the Product. And so Ludacris is great on it. Um, he's like 
coming back and doing features, which I'm excited about. Um, and then Snow, the product is a Latina rapper of some, I don't know. I, she mentions that she's Latin in her rap. I don't know what country she's from, what her heritage is, but um, I haven't really, I haven't looked into her besides that, but I was like, she's, she's pretty good. And, but then also I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I can't even think of like uh, another like female Latin rapper of any sort. So I'm like, I know, I know Daddy Yankee, but that's a guy, obviously. Yeah. um, You know, and like Cypress Hill and stuff, but I, I, yeah, I, I can't think of any so i was like that's that's cool and then and the her verse on the song is good so um gonna look into her more i might end up hating it but uh this one's this song is good so we'll see do you have any what the fucks because i do ours is the same i'll let you talk about it so all week taking back sunday has been acting like something big is coming out this weekend never trust animal zara I know. They released a cover of My Name is Jonas by Weezer. That song is not a song that should be covered to begin with. And I don't think they did anything special. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even bad. It was just unremarkable. Yeah. Um, And, I, like, I want to say I love Taking Back Sunday. Me too. But, man, I don't know. I don't know. I wanted them to announce a re-release of Louder Now on vinyl. That would have <laughs> yeah. been cool. Or a new album. But no, it was. I think it's just because the hype was there. And I was like, oh, my God, what's getting released on Friday? Yeah. Well, I will say it's better than their their cover of She by Green Day that they did a couple years ago. They made it all like slow and folksy. And I oof, couldn't do it. <laughs> oof. It's rough. It's a rough time. So. I think I've I think I've mentioned that on the show before when I found it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I got a lot of like I got a lot of weird stuff coming in my a lot of like live versions of songs and demos because it was and, a slow release week. Yeah, so they had nothing to give us. Um, you excited about next week, Josh? Our Halloween mix? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm I, I actually. You're nervous? Yeah. What about what I'm going to do or about what you're going to do? Kind of both. I have a my favorite Halloween's playlist that's over 120 songs that I have to choose from. Did we do a Halloween mix last year? No, because we started oh, this in November. We weren't doing this show yet. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So cool. well, good. So you don't have to worry about that. This will be your first one. I know. I have so many songs to choose from, and then I'm worried that you don't have enough songs, but we'll see. <laughs> you might. Um, sir, my favorite band is Ghost. Yeah, but you can't do 10 songs of Ghost. We have to announce that now. <laughs> I, I know, but... <laughs> it's all Ghost. You Hey, first of all, how dare you? You know you know that I never make a playlist that has... Especially a playlist for the show that has multiples of the same artists. So how dare you? Are you drinking moonshine? It's water in a mason jar. Well, it's in a mason you. jar. I don't know. It might be moonshine. <laughs> Um, it'll be good though. It's gonna be a fun playlist. Yeah, no, it'll be great. I don't worry. I I know enough spooky shit. I'll, it's just gonna uh, be hard to narrow down my list. Yeah, yeah. I want to do you, this every year. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. He got to leave some. Well, I have 120 songs of just like 
my favorites. I could find a lot more than that, but I'm make I'm gonna make one list that's like the Monster Mash and like stuff like that, and then <laughs> be like, "This is my list, Danny." I mean, there might some be some of those campy old songs, but oh yeah, um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we should probably compare. We should both have like at least we should both do like fifteen, like ten, and then so we can take five. Some off. Well, yeah, because I, I invariably I know that we're gonna have multiples, so or even like same artists or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. All Actually, right, I just bought an album that has a song that I would totally put on this list, and I think feel like you would too. What is it? <laughs> oh yeah. You should put that on. That would have been something I would put on. Get that warning label that says, oh, that song has nothing to do with uh, Freddy Krueger. That's all you're getting. Don't tell them who it is. I talked. I think I talked about it last week. It's, you it's did. All, good. But... all right, let's wrap this bitch up. We got to start working on our playlist for next week. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. Time to flip the record over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Possession1981, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>